about learning about music, some of the ins and outs, and even what you can do with a music major. Now today, music and books go together, so why not talk about some life-changing books that everybody should read right now, maybe more than once. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Where's my volume? There's my volume. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about some awesome life-changing books. Um, and life-changing is really perspective, so we'll discuss what we think that means as we go. Uh, we are going to have uh, my favorite guest. I call her mom. You can call her Karen or something <laughs> else. That's up to you. Um all right, cool. So we're going to use the best feature on here, the presentation app or presentation thing. Uh, so life-changing books. Life-changing can mean anything to anybody. Um, it could be something that helps you physically, helps you mentally, helps you in the workforce, helps you in the life force. Uh, it could just be something you read that makes you go, hmm, interesting. I didn't think about that. Um, and some of these actually kind of blend into our Tuesday videos, so we might talk about that for a second, too. Um, and let's jump in with the first one here. Uh, so this actually is the one that goes to our show. Uh, tomorrow on Money Mental Health, we're talking about the importance of being in the now, in the present. And this man here, which I've been doing a little research on for the show, Eckhart Tolle, wrote The Power of Now. Um, and the... Um, the bio for the book on Google said, it's a guide to self-reflection and the presence of the moment at hand. Um, you know him well. I know him well. He's a very big uh, name in books. Um, this is his kind of thing, right? This is what he writes about um, uh, spiritualism, stuff like that. Um, I thought this was a great one to start off with because what better way to change your life than to start now you know right right now right now um so you know he talked the, the you can see on the title guide to spiritual enlightenment do you think you know is that kind of a word they use to get your attention does it have to be spiritual or is it kind of just a word that describes how to well, better i think first of all when was this written do you happen to know when this is written this is back you know 20 maybe 20 years this was maybe. a while back yeah you know so i think that you know I think each decade, each set of years has their buzzwords. And I think that this definitely is spiritual enlightenment. And it still means something today, I guess. Um, but I think back in those days, this is, we were doing a lot of this, you know, spiritual and enlightened. We are enlightened by all of this. So I think it's an interesting choice of words. And I think it was very much the wording that was used back then. I don't know if we use it now, though. Right. And right now, if you guys are on YouTube, I believe he has his own channel. He actually does little short videos basically about his books. Um, so obviously and obviously for him, it's still a big deal because he, he wrote he wrote about it. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think depending on when and I think as we go through the list, we'll see because some might be newer, some might be older. They might have changed perspective as we go. Number two, I actually have. Oh, sorry. You no, know what I, I I think the I think the concept's great. I I'm I'm actually was kind of pointing out the the wording of spiritual enlightenment. You know, I think the whole oh, idea I now. I mean, we're going to do a show tomorrow about that. You know, about the importance of now. I don't think that's gone out of out of. Uh, oh, of course, no, yeah. 
Definitely living in the present is still popular. Right. Uh, but yeah, I get, I get what you mean. Um, all right, number two, I actually have, and we've talked about it on our other show, The Meditation, Beyond Religion by the Dalai Lama. This is one of two books I have at home, but I picked this one over the other one because really this one goes back to it. You can see ethics for a whole world. If you guys remember that show, what I basically explained about this book was how religion shouldn't be your standing point to what you believe. It's what you believe that's important. So whether it is of religious, that's cool, no problem. But if it's not of religious, that's fine as well. And one thing that the, the Dalai Lama here, the, the present Dalai Lama, because as we talked about before, there's multiple, talks about is that you shouldn't look for somebody else's to do for you to get what's done. And he talks about in here a few in one of the chapters, you know, he's not against different religions. He just doesn't like the idea that so many people put an emphasis on one thing without really opening up to other ideas. So, you know, for instance, you know, um, growing up, a lot of my friends did, you know, celebrate Christmas, right? So I did Hanukkah and Christmas. I think one person I knew did Kwanzaa as well. So it's a matter of looking past the label, I guess, and just understanding that if you believe in what you believe in truthfully and you think it's good and it's your pathway that's the life-changing moment. It doesn't matter what religion you're in. It doesn't matter what culture you follow. If you don't believe in you, then you're, you're not going to further yourself, I guess. Um, well, I, think, I think a lot of people would say that religion is, is the biggest cause of war. So, true. you know, there, there is that. Um, I find it interesting in this day and age where, you know, the whole idea in our in our country that, that you're supposed to separate church and state um, on all of that yes. kind of stuff. And so I kind of really appreciate what the Dalai Lama says is that it's it's ethics. Uh, we need to focus on the ethics rather than I believe in this and you should also. Right. It's, you know, if as long as your morals are good and you're doing the right thing, right. That, you're, 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 you're golden, basically. Okay, the next one here is one that I just found when I was doing my research today. This one's called The Power of Habit. And I love the uh, the spinning wheel on here because it looks like a hamster wheel. This is written by Charles Duhigg. And he basically talks about, as you can see, why we do what we do and how science explains uh, habit creation and reformation. Um, this is definitely one that I think would be, and it's in the title, it's a business book as well. So I'm pretty sure that many places would use this. Oh, yeah. I know you have. A, it's a, there, I think, actually, Rob, I think you have this book. I think it's one of the books that we gave to you. It's a, it is a, a standard. Um, okay. There's a lot of there. Can you see that? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, um, I see it now, yeah. This is like I think he wrote the the whole book on habits. No, no, no joke intended. B.J. Fogg, and then from that book, James Clear wrote Atomic Habits, and it's all about creating habits, small little habits that become bigger habits, and then one more all again about the habits, and that's Darren Hardy, and that is the compound effect. This is the very first book I ever read about habits. I didn't understand that that's what he was talking about. Um, so I, this is a great book, this, uh, the power of habit. Such yeah. And, and we've talked about, you know, routine and habits on other shows and we'll do it again, I'm sure. But yeah, and it's the little things. And one of the books that we're coming up to, which I love explains how even the smallest habit can yes. actually make a big difference. So I think what you said is great. I love that. This next one is kind of for the both of us because he's from the Calm app. And I, I love this guy because I listened to him, Mr. Jay Shetty. 
love him. Who actually was a monk for a short time. And in one of his uh, calm uh, meditations, he talks about being one. So he wrote, Think Like a Monk, which I love that name. It's just a clever, you know, and it says, train your mind for peace and purpose. And basically it's his, um, you know, uh, personal experience of how to get rid of the negative and focus on the good and the calm. But I really put this one on here strictly because we talk so much about the apps and the meditation stuff. You you don't expect to come across him or somebody like him in a book of famous life-changing books, right? Because the, the rest of the authors that we're talking about, they've been around for decades doing this. And then you see him who does a lot of stuff. Right. Um, did it, does it matter that he was one or do you think just him is a good reason to be an author, you know what I mean, to write about this? What do you think? <laughs> I think he, he has gotten very, very big in the last several years. Um, and, he's, and very much the internet is what gave him his visibility. He was doing all these little Instagram videos and uh, YouTube videos. <coughs> Excuse me. And people follow him. I mean, he's feel good. He is such a feel good kind of guy. And I think the, well, I, uh, what, I forgot what they call it, but he does the little morning ones and it's like, you know, drive with Jay Shetty or, you know, relax. And he basically just talks about nothing really, but it's very in-depth nothingness. It's very good, you know, quality uh, story. And that's what I like about him because he's not really, he's not particular on what he's saying. He's just kind of like, he's a story let's chat for a minute. He's a storyteller, and I love that. And I really love the fact that he was a monk for a while because he brings that to the mix. He brings that to the mix. When I think of being a monk, I think of silence, and I think of sitting in silence, right? I mean, I might be wrong, but I think that's what I think of when I think of monks. So I think it's amazing what he probably came up with during that small amount of time when he was a monk, right? Very cool. Yeah, so I just thought that was a great book. All right, number five, and this is probably one that was on everybody's high school to-do list. Not everybody's favorite, but even if it's not your favorite, it's still a big deal. So obviously we have The Alchemist. This particular one was the 25th anniversary. So I think this was actually fairly new. This edition came out, I think, a few years ago. Um, and from what I read, a parable that teaches you how to follow your dreams overcome obstacles and get to where you want to be and be who you are. I know I've read it, but for the life of me, it, this is one of those books that I know is on my mind, but I cannot tell you a thing about it other than the fact that it's very popular in the, uh, the um, life-changing, you know, thing. Is it because of his writing? I and mean, the author. And the author, Paulo Coelho. I mean, he's very well very well known. I can't remember this book yet either. I think I actually have a copy and I think it has a blue cover. Um, that was the original cover. Right? Yeah. It's it's one of those books that, you know, like The Art of War. You should have a copy of it somewhere and maybe you never read it, but you should have a copy. And I think this is one of them. I have no idea what this is about. I don't even know. I don't even understand what the word alchemist is. I think there's a dictionary definition. I have no idea. Well, when I was looking up and going through, I think somebody made a short you know, film out of this. I think they compared it to some other parables from medieval times. I think alchemy is kind of the what, what they used to call science when you mixed, you know, the, the earth, the fire, water, air. So there's a lot of things in here that really don't make sense to being a, a life changing book. But the story does go. It, it basically follows a character who figures out that in order to live his dreams, he has to 
push through. And what better way to explain, you know, life changing than a story like that, right? Right. All right. So number six on our list here, this is the one I was talking about earlier. So this was from an admiral. He's from the was in the military, and this actually came out of a graduation speech that I'm sure everybody has seen and watched before. And from that speech, he actually wrote a book, and he called it "Make Your Bed: Small Things That Can Change Your Life and Maybe the World." Now I remember bits and pieces of the graduation speech because it was all over YouTube for like years. I think it's still on YouTube. Um, <laughs> But I love the fact that this guy literally talks about, and we talked about this from the Buddhist monk perspective, um, doing the smallest tasks can make the biggest difference. And literally the title is, is I think one of the first things he says is, if you can make your bed, you've already changed your life for that point in time. Right. And I love how simplistic it is. Obviously, you know, New York Times bestseller, um, Penguin Random House, a big cor- a company there. But even besides all that, the fact that a, you know, a military person, and this is one thing I love. He's from the military. He probably has a very set of standards that he grew up with, obviously, being in the military. But he uses it to form uh, thoughts that the everyday person who's not so strict can understand. And that's what I think is so great about this book is, is that. And me too. And I, I like the idea that one small thing you can do because a lot of people get caught up in the, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this, right? I can't change my habits. And this is the, the whole idea with make your bed. If you just make your bed in the morning, if you just go in there and you have, that could change things. The other thing is just one more day. And I'm not, I don't know if it came from this book, but there's, there's some book out there that just, just do it one more day. So that if you're in the middle of doing something and you, you, you're trying to create the habit and there's, you know, you're saying to yourself that self-talk, the mind talk, oh, right. I can't do this, can't do this. Just do it one more day. And when you do it one more day and then the next day is just do it one more day. And the same thing is this, make your bed. It may seem so silly, but the next day you're going to go and make your bed. It becomes a habit and then you can add something to it, right? Make your bed and I don't know, uh, take a walk, you know, it, pile it on. I love this. I love and it. it's kind of like the morning routine video we did where we talked about literally you do a couple things in the morning and the rest of your day just just happens. Right. Um, now, this next one here is kind of odd. It's, it was kind of hard to understand the bio of it. But basically, this author named Osho, he took a bunch of translated Buddha sayings. So these are sayings strictly from the Buddha himself and basically talked about what they meant to him and others. So this is kind of, I guess you can call it a compilation, kind of a quote book, I guess, but I was kind of curious what it came up on, on life-changing because to me, quotes are life-changing for sure. But this is less of a reading book and more to me from what I could see because Google lets you kind of read a few snippets. More of like a you go online and you find a quote and you put it on your wall. So I can understand how that can work. And I am somebody who loves talking about quotes. But what do you think? I mean, is, is there any truth to, to the style? Yeah, I, I actually, I mean, I, every day when I meditate, um, I, and I use Calm and I use Jeff Warren, who is, who is always next to Jay Shetty on the Calm app, they're side by side. Um, and he talks a lot about, you know, he'll do a quote, he'll say something that he'll then riff on. That'll be what the meditation is. And I tend right. to take that quote. Now, it's not the Buddha talking, but sometimes he'll quote Buddha and sometimes he'll quote, you know, quote Dalai Lama and, and whatever. And I'll use that as my kickoff because I don't know about you, Rob. Sometimes I have no idea what I want to write about in my journal. 
And so for that alone, to be able to give that prompt, it's almost like a prompt for me. So I love this. I think I'm going to go check this book out because it sounds like some really cool quotes in there. And I agree for me, you know, sometimes you want to start the day with a quote and it's kind of cool to pull something out. And like I told you on our calendar, every Sunday, we put a new quote for the week. Uh, uh, This one is this week is Maya Angelou. It says, if you love, you got to love what you do, how you do it and yourself. And it's basically one of those, you know, good feeling quotes. But I agree. It's good to have that quote to go to. And every time you're kind of a little lost, read it and then you go, there it is. Exactly. Put it on your screen. Put it on your screensaver. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just because everybody's on their computer, right? Exactly. All right, next book up here. I love the name Stumbling on Happiness from Daniel Gilbert. This one covers how happiness is subjective and only you can figure out what works or doesn't. Um, Again, we talk about the fact that I use the word more appreciation and gratitude, but I like the fact that this guy actually kind of took my idea in a book form. What is happy? Are you happy? Is this happy? It's all a matter of question. And when it's a question, it becomes subjective. It doesn't become a fact. It becomes a, what do you want it to be? And how do you want to make your day? I love the fact, you know, stumbling, he dropped his bowl of cherries. I, I love the pictures they put on these books because they make no sense, but they're just, they're, they're so clever. Well, um, there's that expression, life's a bowl of cherries. Oh, Bye. And it looks like actually the author of economics, which I know you've told me about, uh, 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 this absolutely fantastic book will shatter your most deeply held convictions about how the mind works. So this is definitely a life-changing book for those who don't want the more kind of thought process. You want more of the businessy one. This is one that maybe is going to work more for a lifestyle. Um, All right. What do we have? We have a couple more left to go. Um, Okay. This one is great. So this guy is actually a professional um chess player um and forgot what else he did but this guy is literally like he spent his life learning how to play chess and he's like one of the best chess players in the world he wrote the art of learning and from google they wrote uh he discusses how process leads to results and how we should focus on how we do things not the end goal very important, especially for someone like me with kind of the ADD brain. Right. It's more important to figure out how you go about it than to really worry about what, what you're going to do. And I know we talk about it on and off screen, you know, like, how do you want to do this? Yes, we know what we want to get to, but if we how don't know we- what we're exactly, if we don't know what we're doing, then right. what we want really doesn't matter because Right. The, as we say, the train has derailed off the off the tracks. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I love the fact though, that the author is a chess player. And literally this guy, he talks about like learning his life, how to be the perfect chess player. So if anybody's going to write about this, you know. You know. And, I like, and I like the idea of it's, it's a journey. It's how do you get from the, from point A to point Z. And, and we talk about the, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm clergy, right? And we talk, there's a poem called The Dash. And we did it all the time at funerals because it's not so much when somebody was born and when they died, it's what did they do during that journey. And I think that's, that's so powerful um, is, is what is your journey all about? And I love the fact that that's in his, that's a tagline journey in the pursuit of excellence. That word journey is so important. I say it to people all the time. Thank you for joining me on my journey. Ah, There you go. Yeah. 
All right, so our last one on the list, and this is kind of more of the businessy clinical one um, from a PhD named Car uh, Carol S. Dweck. It's called Mindset, the New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential. It even gives you some things there, parenting, business, school, relationships. But really, the, uh, the main point she gets across is the difference between growth mindset and fixed mindset and how the most successful people actually use the growth over right. the fixed. So I thought this was a good one to end on because it was pretty self-explanatory as it goes. Um, I know you've you've given me books. I think I have some downstairs that are similar, kind of how to how to do what you want to do, basically. Um, but I think if the list showed us anything on here, it's the variety of people and what they're talking about. You can go spiritual with people like Jay Shetty or the Dalai Lama, or you can go clinical with, with Carol S. Dweck or right. um, what was the guy we just had? Uh, the happiness. Uh, jo Josh Whiteson. Right. Or the ones you have, the habit books that you showed as well. Right. So, you know, and I knew the one that I actually meant to put on here was your, the guy, you know, the Miracle Morning, which actually was on my mind. And I told right. him to write it down. But um, it actually came to me because there was a YouTube video about a guy who basically talks about how that book changed his life. And I, and I thought about, you know, right. so there's a lot of really good ones. Uh, I found these off of Google Books and you right. can pretty much buy them anywhere. Um but yeah, I like life-changing stuff. It doesn't have to be fancy, but it just has to work, you know, for you. And right. I, what and I like about all of this is that it is it is about your mind. And, and if you put out negativity, you're going to get negativity back. You put out positivity, you're going to get positivity back. Just try it. Just try it for a day. Every time your brain thinks about something that's negative, turn it into a positive and see what happens at the end of the day. You're going to be more positive by the time you get to the end of the day. It is all about what's in your head. And um, I like to call it the itty bitty, you know, committee that lives in my head. There you go. Uh, but like I said, tomorrow we are going to talk about the importance of now. And we're probably going to bring up Eckhart Tolle. Um, as well as others. So that kind of is what brought to mind doing this one today because tomorrow we're going to be doing more of this. So if you guys want to check that out, we will add the link into the description. Uh, that is Mining Your Mental Health. Of course, we also have a brand new Ultra Universe Live for those who love food, like I do, you do, <laughs> everybody does. So you're not going to want to miss that as well. Until then, guys, we have a whole slew of fun. Thank you for joining us. You can find me at YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can find her anywhere that spells the word Karen Glasser out. And while you're there, hit the bell, hit the subscribe, and you are good. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.